Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up folks, JD here, Sports In Depth, let's get it poppin'. Late in the studio, Monday night, carrying into Tuesday on me, recording after midnight. I waited till Monday late, early Tuesday morning to record so I could catch all the game ones in the NBA playoffs from the semis. Let's rewind to Sunday. Bucks beat the Celtics on the road. Bucks beat the Celtics on the road, I may repeat. And I say it with such emphasis because the Boston Celtics have not lost a playoff game up until game one. And that's been so, so impressive. I think the Boston Celtics figured out something on Sunday, and that is if Jason Tatum has below 30 points, they do not have a good chance of winning the ball game. They got to rely on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And for Jalen Brown, 12 points, 4 for 13 from the field is simply not going to cut it, young man. Um, Robert Williams, not really an offensive threat, only around the rim for lobs. Al Horford only played okay. Smart did not play well. Also, they only dropped 89 points in the ball game. And the Greek Freak had a game which shows me once again how good he is in all assets of his game. I mean, 24 points, 13 boards, and 12 assists in 38 minutes played. I mean, this guy fills up the stat sheet, but he also makes those around him better. I mentioned it. This year on our show, last year on our show, the great players make those around them better, and they dictate the pace of the ball game. That's exactly what Giannis does and did again on Sunday. And Drew Holiday has been stepping up from a scoring perspective in Chris Middleton's absence. Another good game, 25 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists right there doing big, big things for this ball club. Um, Brooke Lopez, a lot of boards, 10 on the evening. Bobby Portis, 11 boards on the evening with 15 points to go alongside it. I think Bobby and Brooke, I'm liking the two of them starting together. Chris Middleton out, obviously, has the starting lineup in uh, Coach Bud's hands, but he's figuring it out. I think Grayson Allen has been productive off the pine had 11 points, 3 for 6 from downtown in Game 1. I mean, this is going to be a quick series, guys, if the Celtics don't figure it out. We know that the Bucks play great defense, and we know that they finish quarters and halves very well. But the Boston Celtics have to stay true to who they are. They play great defense. They should not fall in love with the 3 and every starter for the Boston Celtics has to finish around the rim. It's a given for the bigs like Horford and Robert Williams III, but Tatum, Smart, and Brown don't need to fall in love with the three ball, attack the basket, finish through contact. I think that's going to be the story for them going forward. Boston is in a situation early on in this series where Game 2 is a must-win in my opinion. 
and in everyone's opinion that I've been listening to on these sports talk shows, because Boston can't lose both games in TD Garden and expect when they go back to Giannis's crib to get it done. Uh, the Celtics came into this series very hot, but there's a difference between playing the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks, and it comes down to against Brooklyn, they were relying on two guys to beat five. Milwaukee, all five starters, and whoever is in the game at that given time will give it their all offensively and defensively and make it difficult for the opponent. I thought the Celtics really were able to see Sunday why the defending world champions are the Milwaukee Bucks, and they got to step on the gas pedal. Let's talk about the second game on Sunday. The Golden State Warriors squeak it out against Memphis and um, some drama in this game as well. Draymond Green ejected in the second quarter. I thought John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. played extremely well offensively, I really must say. John Morant didn't shoot the three ball with ease, but had 34 points in 38 minutes. And Jaron Jackson Jr., 6 of 9 from downtown and 10 for 18 from the field with 33. I think the supporting cast has to be big time in Game 2. Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks have to show what they're truly made of. For Bain to have 9 and Brooks to have 8, folks, that is not going to cut it for Memphis to get it done. The reason why I feel that Memphis may be in trouble, a lot of things went Memphis's way and they still did not get it done. Uh, I want to talk about a few things in particular. Draymond Green's ejection is one thing, but I thought the calls were going Memphis's way. I really thought so, especially in the second half. Um, the one thing I must say is Clay Thompson did not have a good game. I may repeat, I know everyone's looking at the highlights and saying Clay Thompson hit the game-winning three, and no one scored after that, but 6 for 19 from the field, 3 for 10 from downtown does not cut it. Uh, Andrew Wiggins only played okay. Draymond Green only 17 minutes, once again ejected. Steph Curry played pretty well. I thought Gary Payton, GP2, really provided a spark off the bench. Um, what was really, really important is Jordan Poole is stepping up and becoming a prolific scorer and playmaker, folks. I mean, he had 31 points, 8 rebounds, 9 dimes. They know what he can do, and he's comfortable starting or coming off the bench. Memphis is in trouble, folks. I know I love watching John Morant play. I like watching him post-game gritty when they get it done, but I don't know. I mean, the star power for the Warriors and experience. I like to talk about experience for a moment because that's what matters in the postseason. Golden State has a three-headed monster that have all done it before with Steph, Clay, and Dre. Memphis is young. Memphis is new. Golden State knows what it's like to be in late-game situations. They know what it's like to knock down big shots down the stretch. They know what it's like to defend at a high clip and limit the other team's percentage from the floor. I think the Golden State Warriors are really clicking. We know it's been a few years since they reached the NBA Finals. But when you have that experience, they still have that same coach who is an outstanding leader, in my opinion, Steve Kerr. 
and the voice that Draymond Green brings to that locker room is unmatched. And Steph and Clay just do their thing. They have fun hooping. They're professional hoopers. They shoot the three ball with ease. And um, I thought Memphis tried to match Golden State by jacking up so many threes. Play your game. Attack the glass. Lobs at the rim. One-two dribbles. Stop and pop. I mean, falling in love with the three. You're playing the way the Golden State Warriors, your opponent, wants you to play. They have to regroup. They have to change the game plan because this is not going to cut it in a long series against the Golden State Warriors, a dynasty, also known as the Golden Dynasty. Let's talk about Monday night's matchups. I feel so, so bad for the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid for being out, you know, game one, Miami won at home by 14, and they, Tobias Harris, I thought, stepped up to the plate, but I want to talk again about how James Harden has to impact the game more than he did on Monday night. 16 points, 9 boards, and 5 assists is not going to get it done, especially in Embiid's absence. Tobias Harris had 27. Danny Green is struggling. Maxi played okay, you know, subpar in my opinion. I mean, they didn't get enough production off the bench. If they want to beat Miami, they got to play well every quarter of every game. Miami is too good, and Miami is way too deep. Really good games out of Bam, out of Tyler Hero, 25 off the bench for the young man, uh, just playing at a really high clip. And with Jimmy Butler only having 15 points and the Miami Heat winning the ball game by 14 <laughs> Eric Spolster's got to be very, very pleased in his supporting cast for stepping up down the stretch. You know, when your star isn't clicking offensively, you rely on the others, as Shaquille O'Neal always says, to get it done, to be their best, and impact the game defensively as much as, oh, especially in a low-scoring affair like we saw on Monday. Final score, 106, Miami, 92, Philly. And uh, looks like Embiid, we will see. I'll let you guys know throughout this week if we find out more news. But Embiid, it looks like a return not till game three or possibly game four. So it looks like the Heat will most likely take a 2-0 lead in this series. Let's talk about the late game and let's talk about Luka Doncic. 50% from the field. 45 points against Phoenix, but they lose by seven. And I want Dallas to think about the team they were in the first half versus the second half. Jason Kidd should really lock in with his team about how they played in the fourth quarter, dropping 35 points in the quarter, but they came alive too late. And Luka needs more help. You know, he has 45, Finney Smith with 15, Brunson with 13, Claybo with 19. I mean, they need more out of Dinwiddie. They need more out of Reggie Bullock. They need way more out of Brunson and Dwight Powell to match up in this series. Luka needs help. And I think the problem is Phoenix has too many guys. And when Booker, CP, and Aiton all play well, which they did tonight with Cam Johnson contributing off the pine big time and the rest of their starters clicking, they're tough to beat because Luka, he doesn't have a Great big down low. Aiton's kind of having a field day against this Maverick defense. And then Booker and CP just make those around them better 
as well as, you know, scoring at a high clip. I thought what stood out to me is Devin Booker had 23 points, but he had nine boards and eight assists. I like when he is able to take a page from Chris Paul's book and be a playmaker, not just a scorer. This series as well, Jason Kidd and Dallas have to figure it out. The first thing is they have to be better from the jump. You cannot play from behind in every quarter against the Phoenix Suns. They are too good. They reached the NBA Finals last year. They have a big three. You know, I don't just say two-headed monster with CP3 and Book, as well as Luka. Just a quick side comment. Those are my two favorite players in the NBA that are matching up in this series. So this is absolutely special for me. Um, going back to that point, DA, DeAndre Ayton, join the big three. It is not a two-headed monster no more with Book and CP, as I just mentioned. All three can play, and it's really a fab five over here because what Jay Crowder and Mikael Bridges bring to this team offensively and defensively, it is absolutely unmatched. Um, I cannot wait for these series going forward. Um, I hope they are a long series. If you ask me, a few of them are going to be pretty quick. I'm going to give a bold finals prediction to wrap it up here today, and everyone could give their finals prediction on Twitter. Tweet at me, at JDSports1. Let me know who you think the final two teams will be. I got the Milwaukee Bucks against the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals this very year. Warriors, with all that experience, they're healthy, they're clicking at the right time, their supporting cast is showing up, and the Bucks just showing that they still dominate the Eastern Conference and look to repeat. And Giannis is going to do everything possible to get his team back to the promised land. Everyone enjoy. Have a wonderful week. Show comes out May 3rd, but my mother's birthday is Wednesday, May 4th. So a wonderful shout out to her. Uh, a special week. Wish I was over there with you, Mom. Um, I'm holding it down here in the Sunshine State, but I love you. And thank you, Mom, for being the leader of our team and always leading by example. Uh, we love you, Mom. Have a wonderful birthday, and I uh, cannot wait to talk to you. This episode is dedicated to you, and I hope you enjoy. Love everyone. Love my mama. Uh, I got the best support team in the world over there in New York City, PG. And Key, uh, KMP holding it down. Um, everyone have a wonderful week, as I mentioned. I'm rambling a little bit here. Uh, in the studio, but NBA, let's get it going. And a quick shout out, New York Yankees, 17-6, and 10-game winning streak. Let's see what happens in New York and the Mets. PG, I got your back. They're stepping up big time as well. Mets and Yanks lead the division. Good time to be a New York fan. Let's see what happens over there because Brooklyn and the Knicks didn't hold it down uh, when it comes to the NBA. So see y'all next week. J.D. out. Tch. <sighs>